Thanks everyone for coming out this Sunday night in Spanish Fort Utah. This is our email address. If you want to give us your comments, correspondence, and feedback, Utah Christians at Gmail. We also have a website, utahchristians.org. Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the founder of Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Content. I'd like to talk to you today about looking at everything from a divine perspective. On your way to your destiny, you're going to face dreams that you couldn't accomplish on your own. Obstacles that are too big for you. People that come against you who are more powerful. When you look at the situation in the natural, you reason it out. There ain't no way. The medical report says you can't get well. You don't have the funding to build that building. You've had that addiction since high school. You tried, but you couldn't break. All your logic says, just accept it. This is the way it's always going to be. Now, this is where faith is supposed to kick in. Krishna, God will put you in situations that seem daunting, overwhelming, too much, on purpose, where there's no solution in the natural. It's a test. Are you going to get discouraged and give up on your dreams? Or are you going to walk by faith and not by sight? Krishna, or God, is supernatural. And when you get agreement with Him, there's a force behind you that will make things happen that you couldn't make happen on your own. Open doors that no person can shut. Do what medicine cannot do. Defeat giants who are much bigger. You're not doing life on your own. The most high God is willing to breathe in your direction. All we need to do is have a little bit of faith. Not, Krishna, I don't see a way. All my reasoning says this is not going to happen. But I know that although I don't see a way, you have a way, Krishna. I don't have the funding for my dream, but I know that you created and own it all, Krishna. My child's off course, running with the wrong crowd, doesn't look good, but I believe that for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What do we say? Don't be limited by your logic. Logic can be a dream stealer. If you look at your situation only from a human point of view, what you can do, your resources, your connections, your experience, then you're going to miss the greatness that Krishna God put inside of you. The Bhagavad Gita, Song of God, talks about how Krishna or God's kingdom is self-illuminating. It's a self-effulgent world where there's no need for sun or moon or electricity. Now, how are we supposed to understand that by logic, <laughs> reasoning? We don't have any experience of such a thing down here. <laughs> Krishna is showing us. He's not logical. He's supernatural. Going to do things in your life that are inexplicable. Don't make sense. How could my wife, where is she, have been diagnosed with terminal cancer, given one year to live in 1992? Do the math. 30 years ago. Now, that's not logical. That defies the odds. Since then, she's built not one, but two different world-class Krishna temples from the ground up. How did she do that? 
She doesn't have any training or certification in architecture. Can you explain that logically? That's the God we serve. He's beyond logic. He's beyond what we think is possible and what we think is impossible. How could the two of us start a mission in an area that's 90% another religion? When we came to Utah in 1981, we didn't have the devotees. We didn't have the funding. God Brothers from Los Angeles, where we were, told us that we were out of our minds to leave L.A. and come to Utah. They said we would just crash and burn. More than once, after hearing their advice, I laughed nervously and wondered whether I was making the right decision. How is it that out of all the Krishna temples, 60 or 70 of them in America, some of them going all the way back to 1968, in 2022, the Spanish Fork Temple was selected to host the Sadhu Sangh retreat, wherein 1,500 devotees congregated here from all over the world. In fact, occupied 700 motel rooms in Spanish Fork and Provo. I'm telling you, Christian doesn't work by logic. Christian doesn't choose the way we choose. He does things that are uncommon, unusual, out of the ordinary. That means he's not intimidated by the size of your dream. He's not losing sleep over who's coming against you. Krishna and Balaram defeated the armies of Jarasandra not once, but 17 times. Get the Krishna book downstairs in the bookstore. Krishna defeated the huge demon Haranyaksha by casually slapping him behind his ear. Krishna created millions of universes from a single spark of his energy. Now, Krishna being for you is more than the whole world being against you. You may have some big obstacles, some big enemies, but you have to remind yourself, we serve a big God. He'll, he'll let the odds be against you on purpose so that when he turns it around, it'll be a bigger miracle. It'll show his power in a greater way. When we were getting the permit to build the Spanish Fork Temple, 50 neighbors signed a petition opposing it, saying it would be an eyesore. Now those same neighbors have to acknowledge that this eyesore is the number one tourist attraction in South Utah County. When their relatives visit from out of state, the relatives force our neighbors to bring them to the temple. <laughs> the promises that Krishna's put in your heart, what he's whispered you to in the night, it may not seem possible, too big, too ambitious. You don't have the experience. All your logic says there's no way. That's okay. Humanly speaking, sure. It is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Now, here's the question you need to ask yourself. Are you letting your human reasoning, what you can see, what's natural, set the limits for your life? Not everything can be understood. There's some things we understand now from science that we didn't understand years ago. We travel in space and we know more about that than we did. We pick the atom apart and we know more about what's down there. So we think we've beaten back the borders of both outer and inner space and thus we assume that everything ultimately will be understandable. Nothing will in the end be left mysterious. They say that things which used to be mysterious are simply what's left over when our present knowledge has run its course. We assume that as we push the borders further back, we will someday know the unknowable and unscrew the inscrutable. I thought of that last little phrase myself. 
<laughs> Hope you like it. In our scientific age, mystery has been shoved aside. Everything measured, weighted, and categorized. What do we make of a four-armed Vishnu taking birth within the prison of Kamsa, of demigods showering flowers, beating kettle drums, of baby Krishna killing demons, swallowing a forest fire, lifting the mountain of Govardhan? We think that if you can't dissect it, put it in a test tube, or run the results through a computer, it must not be real, mythological. And this world without the mystery, without the wonder, would you agree with me? It's just limping, dragging along at best. The same technology before which we bow has poised us on the brink of a cliff over which the human race could fall, taking everything with it all by the push of a computer key. Life has been reduced to charts and megabytes and things which interface. We say we've gone to outer space, but we haven't learned to love each other more, how to keep our marriages alive, how to tighten the gap between the rich and the poor, how to live peacefully together. Now, these things are part of the mystery in which life must be lived. Once we've mislaid our sense of awe of the holy, can I tell you, we're lost. We're just as lost as if all the computers in the Houston Space Center had gone out and we were hurtling into the abyss of space at 5,000 miles a second, doomed to move on that dead, cold trajectory forever. Let me ask you, how is it that the creator of the universe, who flung stars and planets into space and created the inner intricacies of the double helix and the genetic code, how is it that that God loves us. And that's not a problem we take into our laboratories to solve. It's a mystery before which we bow. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. What does it mean for a young mother to look at her sleeping child and cry with joy, experience an awe so great that no words in the world can explain it? What does it mean that no matter what happens to me, what happens to you, no matter the tragedy, the heartache, the threat, the loss, we are not alone in this universe. That there is a God of love who came to us in the form of baby Krishna. Short description, Krishna's birth from the Vagatam, 10th canto. The demigods and great saintly persons showered flowers in a joyous mood and clouds gathered in the sky and very mildly thundered, making sounds like those of the ocean's waves. Then the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, who is situated in the core of everyone's heart, appeared through the womb of Devaki in the dense darkness of night like the full moon rising on the eastern horizon because Devaki was a pure devotee of the Lord. Are you going to see beyond the logical? Are you going to believe that the all-powerful creator of the universe, the God who flung stars into space, can make a way where you don't see a way? And when you come to your limits, like Arjuna did on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, and you say to God, I'm done, I'm out of strength, I don't have the vision, I have nowhere to go, Krishna says to you, you're not done. I float planets in space. I place the sun in the sky. I have the last word. Your enemies are already, Arjuna, put to death by my arrangement. All you have to do is get into agreement with me. 
Don't be limited by your logic. God defies logic. There's a force that you can't see, a power that will cause the impossible to become possible. Arjuna responded, Krishna, I'm outnumbered. I'm outmanned. The odds are against me. Most people would say my situation is impossible. Krishna, with you as my chariot driver, all things are possible. Bring it on. Like with Arjuna, Krishna is going to put promises in your heart that don't make sense. There's no way you can turn that situation around. No way you can get that business off the ground. No way you can get out of debt. Now, are you going to keep seeing it from a human point of view? Are you going to get into agreement with Krishna? Believe what he said. How can your miracle happen? It's not going to be on your own strength, by your own intellect, through your own hard work. The spirit of the living God is going to make it happen. It's going to be supernatural, something you can't explain. And neither can you take credit for it. Everybody will know it's the hand of Krishna. Don't put your human limitations on God who spoke worlds into existence. Krishna is not limited by the laws of medicine, the laws of economics, the laws of nature, the laws of science. When he's ready to bless you, he doesn't check with your boss. He doesn't look at your 401k. He doesn't Google the stock market report. He doesn't see what friends you have, what family you come from. He's not moved by the natural. Why? Because he's supernatural. He's beyond the power of our tiny minds to know him. Prabhupada Guru wrote these words. The original point is that we cannot realize the supreme truth simply by argument or logical presentation or philosophical speculation. Tarko pratishtam sutyo bhavinam. The solid truth of religious principles is hidden in the hearts of unadulterated, self-realized devotees of the Lord. You cannot realize the absolute truth by your mundane arguments, your logical strength. Neither can you catch up to him by reading scriptures. Then how to catch the absolute truth? What is the way? The truth is concealed within the hearts of the great devotees. Mahajena yenagata sabanta. Just try to follow the great personalities, what they are doing. Those who believe in their hearts and souls, in the omnipotency of the Lord, who lay everything on the line for Him, who stretch their faith, who defy logic to those heroes and heroines of faith, like Arjuna, like Devaki, the Lord shows up and shows out in their lives. By their greediness to serve Him, they hold the Lord captive within the core of their hearts. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. There are four recognized lines of disciplic succession, four lines of authority. One of them from Ramanuja, one of them from Madhvacharya, the other from Nimbarka, and the other from Vishnuswami. One was from 2,000 years ago, one from 1,500, one from 1,100 years ago, one from 700 years ago. Different ages, but in spite of their appearing at different times, they're all of one opinion. Krishna, Stu, Bhagavan, Swayam. That Krishna is the source of all the incarnations and all the avatars. He is the original supreme personality of Godhead. He's known as Govinda 
has an eternal, blissful, spiritual body. He has no other origin, but he himself is the primal cause of all causes. Prabhupada emphasizes once more by saying, we cannot have knowledge of the absolute truth simply by argument, simply by philosophy, or simply by big brain or speaking power. All these things will not do. Simply, we have to follow the great authorities in disciplic succession. The greatest of all authorities was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna himself, who appeared 500 years ago, and he had one recommendation for all of human society. He chant the names of God. He didn't specify, if you have a particular name of God from your tradition, that's perfectly all right. But he himself chanted and encouraged all of his fathers to chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And he predicted that the chanting would spread to every town and village of the world, including Spanish Fort, Utah. If you'll chant his holy names regularly, you'll come to the point of taking all the limits off of God. And when you do that, that supreme personality of God will cause opportunity to come knocking on your door. Good breaks will chase you down. The right people will show up. Don't tell Krishna the reasons that you can't be blessed, you can't get well, you can't accomplish your dreams. What you're doing is you're studying the facts, the circumstances, what people say, what normally happens. The problem is there that you're being limited by your logic. You're seeing it only from a human point of view. Krishna says that's dangerous. Why? Because you can miss your mission, miss your calling, miss your purpose. Our encouragement today is have a new perspective. Krishna, I'm in the Utah desert. It seems impossible to me, but you can do the impossible. You make rivers in the desert. The scripture asks the question, is there anything too hard for the Lord? A man once purchased a power chainsaw. The salesman told him that it could cut many cords of wood in a single day. A few days later, the customer came back. He was fit to be tied angry and upset. He wanted his money back because he said that, try as he would, he could not even cut one cord of wood working the whole day long. Salesman took the saw, plugged it in, turned on the switch and cranked it up. The saw came to life with a roar. The cutter went round and round. Customer was dumbfounded. He'd been trying to cut wood without turning on the power. How can I tell you that as a child of the Most High God, you have an advantage. There's a power at your disposal that's going to cause you to defy the odds, to go further, faster, with less struggle. But all the potential power in the world is not going to do you a bit of good unless you turn on the switch of faith. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. People are going to look at you and they're not going to understand. How could you have gotten out of that neighborhood? I saw how you were raised. Boy, they're looking at it from a human point of view, aren't they? What they don't see is that you have a motor, an anointing, a favor, a blessing on your life. How could you lead the company in sales? You're just a new hiree. Logically speaking, they're correct. What Krishna, God is going to do into the lives of those who keep in first place defies the logic. How can you beat that sickness? I saw the medical report. Well, here's another report that you didn't see. The Lord, my healer, is bringing life into me. 
We're talking about putting our life under new management. Recently, I bought gasoline at a service station here in Spanish Fork, where I've been buying for a while. As I drove in, I noticed a big sign which said, under new management. Now, the fellow who filled my gas tank, he was the former owner, but he seemed much more eager to please, less condescending and arrogant than he'd ever had before. And when he owned the station, I'd always noticed that he'd been a bit diffident and lazy. Now he was all fired up and anxious to make a good impression. But what's going on there? Under the old management, he was in charge and he did as he pleased. Now under the new management, he was anxious to please the new owner. That's exactly the way it is when you get in the middle of Krishna's power for your life. You want to do everything possible to please your new master. Prabhupada says, an empowered soul realizes that Krishna is infinitely greater than oneself in every way. And thus, he comes under new management. Krishna tells him what to do, and he gladly does it because he knows that Krishna never gives an instruction without giving the power to accomplishment. In the Bhagavad Gita, 11, chapter 33rd verse, Krishna tells Arjuna, Tajma Tvam Utishta Yashobala Jitpashakunam Raja Sambridam. Therefore, Arjuna, get up and fight. After conquering your enemies, you will enjoy a flourishing kingdom. They are already put to death by my arrangement, and you, O Arjuna, can be but an instrument in the fight. Prabhupada says the whole world is moving under the direction of the Supreme Personality of God. Foolish persons who do not have sufficient knowledge think that nature is moving without a plan and that all manifestations are but accidental formations. What is the actual plan? This cosmic manifestation is a chance for the conditioned souls to go back to Godhead, back to home. However, as long as we have the domineering mentality which tries to make us lord it over material nature, we're conditioned by the chains of material nature. However, anyone who can submit to the superior management of the Lord will enjoy freedom, ultimately from birth, death, disease, and old age. The creation and destruction of the cosmic manifestation are completely under the control of the Supreme Personality of God. Prabhupada says, thus the battle of Kurukshetra, as described in the Bhagavad Gita, was fought according to the plan of the Lord. At first, Arjuna was refusing to fight, but when he was told that he should fight under the direction and management of Krishna, he became inspired and full of can-do power. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Don't judge your future by your human limitations. What Krishna is about to do in the lives of his devotees is going to be amazing. The doors he's gonna open, the influence he's going to give, the resources, the ideas, the creativity, the divine connections. The enemy, Maya, would love to keep you stuck with a limited mindset, only focused on the logical. Charu, my enemies are too powerful. The odds are against me. The dream is too big. I don't have the funds. Do you think really honestly, if you're a person of faith, that any of that can stop your destiny? Do you really think that the God who breathed life into you, who chose you before you could choose him, is somehow at a loss to bring you into your purpose? Or could it be that you're just seeing everything from a human perspective? Our prayer this evening is, Krishna, open our eyes. 
Help us to see what you see, not just a logical point of view, but a heavenly divine perspective. Help us to realize that you're all-powerful, that you're in control, and that you are for us. If you read about the history of World War II, you came across a group of men who were called the Seabees. That was their nickname based on their official designations at U.S. Naval Construction Battalions. These were the men who went ashore right behind the Marines during the Pacific Island beachheads, constructing bridges and roads necessary for the establishment of our nation's combat forces. They referred to themselves as can-do people and were often quoted as saying, the difficult we do immediately, the impossible will take a couple of days. Krishna would not have allowed it to happen to you if he did not already have a solution. If you have the greatest power of the universe breathing in your direction, can I tell you that all things are possible? Just keep Krishna first place in all things and then all things become possible. Is there anything hard for the Lord? Are you basing your prayers on your ability, your ambition, your finances, your connections from a natural, logical point of view? If so, then you're going to miss the fullness of what Krishna has in store. And when he puts a promise in your heart, when he whispers something to your spirit, it may seem unlikely, far out. You could easily dismiss it, but I'm suggesting a different approach. Try like Arjuna. Krishna, let it happen. I'm in agreement with you. I don't see how, but I'm not going to limit myself to a human point of view. In the past, you may have laughed in disbelief, thinking that Krishna's promises could never come to pass. You discounted it. It's too late, true. It's too big. It's impossible. I've made too many mistakes. The good news is that didn't stop the promise. Krishna is about to do something awesome, so big that you're going to laugh again, this time in amazement. The second laugh is going to surprise you. It's going to be something out of the ordinary, something you can't explain, something that catapults you to a new level. In 1981, when our critics advised against coming to Utah, I laughed nervously, wondering if I was doing the right thing. But when 1,500 devotees pilgrimaged here to Spanish Fork for the Sadhu Sun retreat, I laughed a second time. After 42 years, I laughed in amazement. I laughed in ecstasy. It was so sweet. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Get ready. Krishna's about to defy the odds, about to show out in your life. You haven't seen, heard, or imagined what he's about to do. You're going to stand in awe at the greatness of God. And you wouldn't be hearing this if a second laugh wasn't on route. Now, just do your part. Don't see things only from a human point of view. Don't let your logic limit what Krishna wants to do. I'm not saying deny the facts. I'm not saying act like they don't exist. But I'm saying see beyond the logical. Get a divine perspective. The Most High God is on your side. He hasn't forgotten what he promised you. He's got the right people, the right breaks, the solutions already in place. If you do this, I believe new doors are going to open. Dreams are coming to pass. Blessings are going to fall into your lap. Healing, wholeness, abundance, the fullness of your destiny in this life. And next life, you go back to home, back to God. 
If any of that sounds good to you, say along with me as loudly as you'd like. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. During the four days of chanting during the Sadhusan retreat, we had one very saintly kirtan leader. His name is Madhava. And I'm going to say to you what he said often during his kirtans. Once again, please, a little more loudly this time. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram. 